It's 5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. Hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy Oh, my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Seamless transition there, Benjamin. Seamless. What, what can I say? What can I say? Best in that's the biz of what the, I do. That's why, that's why you're the best in the uh, business. Look, car washes are hiring me to do commercials. You know, I'm, I'm the face <laughs> of car washes around here. Oh, hey, welcome in everybody. It is uh, what overreaction Monday? Is that right, Ben? Is that what? One of the names for this uh, show today? Overreaction Monday. I like it. I have a lot of overreactions yeah. right now, especially when it comes to my Panthers, but I'll let you do You your always thing. do. Uh, we have uh, the little Monday afternoon quarterback for you again. We've got football and football. Uh, Gary Higgins, who is the uh, ECU soccer coach, will be in with us a little later on in the program. Uh, they unfortunately had their unbeaten streak snapped yesterday with a loss to... Uh, William and Mary at home, but, uh, still plenty of time to get out and catch the pirates. They have four of their next five matches and, uh, the next three at home. So that's, what's going on uh, there. Um, Ben B baby Byram producer extraordinaire on the, uh, on the ones and twos today. Oh no, my button's not working. Oh, uh, Okay. That's why my that's why my thing wasn't playing earlier that I was trying to play for you. Ah, uh, you got a button issue. Oh, got a Lord. button issue. Oh no. Day is real. Hey ruined. Ben. That's what I'll say. Hey Ben. Uh Chris Chris Cookie uh Cook is uh, also here today and he'll be uh with us during the NFL portion of our uh, Monday afternoon quarterback uh, here on the Patrick Johnson show. Lord Christopher. Uh, we've got Mike Houston. Lord Christopher, yes, yes. Uh, we've got the Patrick Johnson uh, show here for you now. We've got the Mike Houston uh, radio program. Uh, Inside ECU Athletics with Mike Houston, I believe is the official name uh, for that, uh, from uh, Logan's Roadhouse coming up at uh, 6 o'clock. So we'll uh, have that for you on the radio side, and uh, that's, uh, that's coming up uh, right now. Here on the uh, Patrick Johnson show, uh, before we get to uh, everything going on, uh, we have. Uh, you want? Should we do a pirate report? We'll wait the next segment. And do the pirate? I think we go ahead and do the pirate report now. Ben is what I think, because there's a lot to talk about as far as uh, ECU goes. So let's go ahead and do our pirate report. Oh, the the button's not working. Okay. Like well, everything, every single button's not working. I've tried all. Okay. Like, yeah, most of them here, and they're just not working. Well, is there any way to to remedy that? I'd, if you if you give me a couple seconds here, I can find the pirate okay. report here. Yeah. Okay. Well, do what you got to do. Uh, the other thing I can tell uh, each and every one of you out there is that uh, they have announced a. Uh, well, let's let's yeah, let's start there. They've announced a time for the. Uh, first pirate road game of the year which will be at usf down in tampa 
a week from Saturday, so October 1st, that'll be a 7 o'clock game on uh, that night. So uh, drink lots of coffee because uh, it'll be a late night for uh, us in the studio, Benjamin. I drink way too on much. The, uh, well, you're going to have to have some that night because uh, it's, it's yeah, going to be a late I need night. To save some for later. Yep. We'll have, uh, we'll have that for you. And uh, we'll also have uh, for you um, coverage on Saturday beginning at 3 o'clock again with our uh, Pirate Game Day Countdown. The weekend weather is looking really, really, really good. I thought it was kind of hot out there on Saturday. It was absolutely blazing out there. And then the next couple of days are going to be very, very summer-like. Then we, I guess we have a cold front coming through. And it's going to be very, very pleasant Friday and uh, really lovely on Saturday. So that'll be a really good thing uh, for this week and our uh, coverage of uh, Pirate Football beginning at 3 with uh, the award-winning Pirate Game Day Countdown presented by and fueled by Bush Light. All right, uh, Holt Naylor's uh, getting an honor today. So uh, we'll get into some of that right now with today's Pirate Report. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. All right, uh, let's go to the Mike Houston opening statement following the Pirates' uh, resounding 49-10 win over the Campbell Camels on Saturday night. Win. Uh, Really pleased with our kids and the way they played. I thought we had a really good week of practice. Uh, I thought the kids were, were ready to play from the get-go tonight and, uh, you know, glad to get the victory. Uh, you guys could see what uh, kind of kept me up all week with Hodge Malik Willis, uh, or Hodge Malik Williams, uh, just a, a, an incredible athlete. Uh, I'll tell you, you know, I, I said it before, they were 3-1 and one with him when he got injured last year. Uh, if they can keep him healthy, they've got a shot. You know, that's a good, that's a good football team. That score is not indicative of the level of team that they are. But, uh, you know, really pleased with our kids and the way we played. Um, you know, a lot of guys, you know, had some big nights for us tonight. You know, probably none bigger than Keaton Mitchell uh, with what he did on the ground. Uh, Isaiah Winstead, his first 100-yard receiving game for the Pirates. Um, but, you know, the one that's the biggest that I want to kind of just mention is, you know, Holt Naylor's uh, all-time career passing yards leader in American Athletic Conference history, uh, all-time East Carolina University career total yards record uh, so two significant achievements by just an outstanding young man. Uh, very, very proud of him. Uh, he, had a, he had a phenomenal night tonight. I mean, 17 and 20, 263 and three touchdowns. So uh, just, you know, pleased the way our team played. Thought we played real well up front offensively. Uh, I thought we did some good things defensively, even though that, uh, Williams frustrated us uh, most of the night. Uh, I thought we did some, some good things there in the second half to kind of keep them out of the end zone. So. So, Ben, I said after the game last week that, uh, you know, the, the score ended up being about what I thought it would be. Yeah, you East didn't Carolina have a and, and, and Old Dominion. It kind of ended up being where I thought it would. It just took a little bit of a different route to get there. Uh, this game this week was exactly what I thought it would be and what it should have been because, yeah, I mean, look, Campbell's a fine program. They've got big line. I've uh, got some really good defensive players, defensive linemen and all that. And, uh, you know, their quarterback, obviously, uh, Williams, just a, a fabulous QB. Yeah, I thought and, he played uh, very smart, was taking what the defense gave him. And we didn't give him a yeah. lot, but when he was given something, he made the smart football plays and did yeah. what he could. 
very savvy. But, um, you know, that's one of the good things about, uh, about Saturday night is despite that, they did what they needed to do and they got the win. So that's, uh, that's what's going on as far as that goes. Um, we also had, and I thought this was a really, uh, uh, just the pirate defense. I thought was bringing, laying the line, you know, a little bit of a rocky first quarter, but they were laying the lumber all night. Really. Uh, Tegan Wilk with some major friend of the show. Tegan Wilk with some major, uh, major hits laid down. Well, he dominated I'll, drive for a little bit. And then on ESPN, they compared him to Sonny with his, with his, uh, yeah. photo for some reason. I don't know how that came. Well, about. Wilk has the, you know, Wilk had the crazy eyes. Okay. In the photo. And then you had Sonny who was, you know, trying to be California cool. Like Sunholder <laughs> tends to be as being, it being a SoCal guy. So that was, that was where that came in, I guess. That's they where that's making uh, fun of him, clowning him. They, well, they were just given kind of a ha ha comparison between the, you know, Wilk was the topic of the game and, you know, Sonny was in the booth and they, they started to make a big deal that Sonny had played there at one time. And, and I'd never noticed, I, I didn't realize this, but it, you know, I, I realized it, but Sonny wore 91 as a tight end and H back. Oh, what a, a lame, very bizarre number. What a lame number. Very explain yourself. Well, he made it his own. He made it his own. He made it his own. Uh, I hope there's not no, not some kind of sentimental reason behind. Well, no, the they gave him the number, number, and that's no, they they gave it to him, and he just wore it. You know, Sonny's a okay. go along, yep. get along kind of guy. I like. Are you going to say that his number was lame to his face? By the way, yeah, I would say what's up with the the number ninety one. I mean, it's kind of a lame number. That's exactly how I would say it. I I don't see that going well for you if you did. I think it'll go Sonny. all right. Okay. I think yeah. I think Sonny's the way, a, I think the way I would say Sonny's it, a. Sonny's a gentle giant, but you don't want to cross him, is, is all I'm saying. Uh, Holt Naylor's got uh, AAC honor roll uh, recognition this week for his fine performance. 17 out of 24 touchdowns he accounted for. Coach Houston on what Ehlers has meant to the program. I don't know what you can put into words. I mean, uh, I said my introductory press conference, I remember him standing just, just behind the cameras. Um, and he's you know one of the first kids I met. He was sitting on the front row when I when I was introduced to the team, and he's been the the steady constant uh, ever since I've been here. Uh, he's a great leader in the locker room. He's a phenomenal role model in the community. Uh, he's a role model for my two sons. Uh, he's he's a pleasure to be around every single day. I mean, it's you, you couldn't ask for someone to be. Uh, more than what he's been, and nobody's perfect. Listen, listen, he's not perfect, but I'm just telling you, I've I've coached a lot of guys over the years, and he is he is one of the more enjoyable players I've ever had, and I just respect him so much for the way he the way he plays. He's a tough freaking kid. Uh, he's a great player, uh, and he's just a phenomenal human being. So I'm just I'm blessed that God's allowed me to have you know a few years with him, and uh, I'm going to enjoy every day I've got with him until he's done. And then uh, the pirate receivers, ten different receivers caught a ball. On, uh, well, yeah, most were a couple running backs catching a pass, but uh, ten different res- uh, players caught a pass on Saturday night. Uh, Coach uh, Mike Houston on those receivers winning the one-on-one matchups against the Camels. Uh, you know, we trusted our offensive line, and and I thought Jalen had a great matchup, and Holton, you know, knew right where he was. So it's just it was really good to see us win those one-on-one matchups down the field because we're going to have to throughout the year this year. I mean, people are going to sit there and they're going to load up on 
uh, Rajay and Keaton. So uh, we're going to have to be able to throw the football the way we did tonight. And uh, Coach Houston talked about uh, the analytics on knowing when to be aggressive. I, was this a question about going for it on fourth down? Because they only went this for sounds three like fourth a fourth downs. down. Yeah, this sounds like a fourth down. Well, there was only question. three such occasions. Boy, this is kind of micro. Well, All right, I mean, at least they didn't ask about the weather. You know, I mean, we we take what we can get when it comes to some <laughs> of these people. Or the running back room. All right, here is the uh, cut. Yes, one thing we spent a lot of time in the offseason, just philosophy-wise, uh, certain areas of the field. Um, and I'm talking to Coach Kirkpatrick on the headset. You know, we do we we spend a lot of time on analytics throughout the throughout the week, uh, and so we kind of have a uh, an analytics chart that kind of gives us some percentages and stuff. And uh, we kind of use that. And I don't use just that. I mean, I'm a big gut feeling guy. So uh, you know, we we want to be aggressive. So when we're in that gray area, um, you know, we want to take advantage of that. It's like the you know the one time we punted, you know, kind of on our side of the fifty, which we don't do very often. I mean, that's, you know, I was kind of ticked at that because we kicked it in the end zone. I mean, that's just a waste. You know, you end up with a 14-yard punt or whatever. So uh, yeah, that's, why, that's why we're so aggressive in that part of the field. Uh, Coach Houston discussing getting the reps for uh, some of the reserve players this past week. Yeah, I talked to him at the beginning of the fourth quarter and told him to get warmed up and uh, get some snaps. Uh, I thought he had two real good drives. Uh, I hate that the first one kind of fizzled out there in the red zone. Uh, you know, the second one probably – Probably would end up punching that one in, but uh, you know, no need to there under a minute. But uh, yes, Marlins. I, I gave Marlin. I, I told Marlin. I said, you know, one of these days, I'd like for you to break one of those long runs and go ahead and score. But uh, it was really good to get you know get Marlin some reps, get Mason some work. Uh, you know, you saw uh, Jacob Sacra first snaps of the season tonight. Um, good to see Jarrett Garner get uh, get a catch tonight. And uh, now to Holt Naylor's, who talked about Mason Garcia taking over in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it was cool to see Mason go out there. Um, he's been he's been great. Um, you know, I mean, obviously a lot of them see his future of the program. A huge, super talented kid. I just need experience, so it was good to see him out there go and uh, do good. And now uh, Ehlers on Isaiah Winstead and some of the other receivers who were quite productive against Campbell. Yeah, I mean, we, it was just a lot of work. I mean, he he's came in and worked just extremely hard as soon as he got in here. But um, we got a ton of other guys that did the same thing. And, uh, I mean, you, th- you think Jalen had, well, I think, one catch tonight was a touchdown. Josiah, I don't even know if he had any catches tonight. And he's extremely talented. Um, Ryan, Shane. So we got tons of guys. Um, it's almost, you know, hard to get them the ball sometimes because there's so many of them. Um, but, I mean, everyone's going to have their game. Just super proud of the guys. And then Holton's showing love to the uh, offensive line, who's been doing a fantastic job, by and large, of getting him time. I try to feed him about once a week at least. Um, you know, I, that's like one of my things with NIL is I tried to uh, to get them as much as I could because they deserve it. Um, and uh, you know, like those records that I broke tonight. I mean, there's been numerous guys that you know it, it says my name in it, but their their name deserves being it too. Because um, if it wasn't for those guys, I. Yeah, I wouldn't be anywhere close to it. So I'm just super appreciative of them. And then um, part of the uh, records, one of them was the total offense record, uh, which uh, he surpassed Shane Carden on on Saturday night. Uh, what that record means to him, Holt Nailers? Yeah, it means a lot. Um, you know, being from Greenville, um, growing up here, you know, obviously even just playing quarterback here has been a dream come true for me. And um, you know, the team that we got this year is going to be really special and. Um, there's going to be a couple of records broken and stuff like that, but you know I'm just focused on the main thing, and you know that's going to keep winning every single game, going one and zero each week. And as these you know records come, it will be pretty cool. 
um, you know, to look back on. I'm just super blessed to be in the situation I'm in. And, you know, kind of like I said, I mean, there's a million people that, you know, it's, it says my name on it, but there's a million people that, you know, put in a lot of hard work for my name to go there. And then some of the other uh, pirates we'll hear from quickly here. This is uh, Keaton Mitchell, who led the way with 185 yards on 13 attempts. Uh, he says if he sees a crack of daylight, it is over. Uh, I mean, if, if I see daylight, it's over with. But now nah, Houghton B, when he hand me the ball, he see I got a crease, he be like, oh, yeah, touchdown. I can hear it when he say it. <laughs> I'd be, like, be like, come on, Houghton. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, Tegan Wilk, uh, number 20 here on the Vast Soundbite roster, talks about uh, getting ready for this week and the Navy option attack. Yeah, I mean, Sunday nights, the summer, uh, pretty much any time we possibly can. Uh, because it is a different breed, and I feel like y'all know that as, as much as we do. Uh, but yeah, it's a different breed, but it's, it's still the same thing where you're still going to play the same defense that you possibly play, fast, uh, physical, uh, and with passion. Um, and I think our our defense is really doing that this year, and hopefully it, it continues on throughout the, throughout the year. All right, we're going to go to break here. 252-561-GAME, 252-561-4263. If you're caller five, you'll win a pair of tickets to the uh, Navy game on Saturday night and a gift card to Chico's Mexican Restaurant. So we got that for you. Uh, 252-561-GAME, 252-561-4263. Good luck uh, calling in if you're caller five and you're good to Ben. Ben will uh, hook you up. Uh, we'll come back and uh, run through some of the uh, other college football uh, news and notes from the weekend and uh, a couple of other uh, get to as much of the NFL stuff as possible uh, here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Online or on the go, Love it. log on to our brand new website, 943thegame.com. To listen to our top-rated programs throughout the day, you need to tell your smart speaker to stream 943 The Game to take us anywhere you are at any time. Greenville's top sports show is back. Well, isn't that special? The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Uh, from the always anonymous text line, the Pirate Report got us fired up. A couple guys we know. And I'm just going to say this. The son looks older than the dad now, Ben. That's all I'm going to say. Whoa. That's all I'm going to say. Whoa. The youngster's got a little facial hair, and he looks older than the dad now. Do I know these people? You don't. I don't. You know. Uh, I do yeah, know. you do. You do. Oh, okay. You do, yeah. All right, I have a good idea yeah. then. Okay. But it is the always anonymous text line. We'll, we'll keep it anonymous. We'll keep it anonymous. Is Cookie in place? Yes, he's 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 ready. Okay. He's in position. Let me turn Lord Christopher up here. Lord Christopher. <laughs> I'm ready to talk some NFL. Sire. Let's do it. All right, hang on. Hang on. We got a couple other little college notes to uh to to go to to finish up with here. Um let's see here. Uh, where is this on my screen? Uh, Herm Edwards got the pink slip. Did you see that at uh, Arizona State? I did see that. There was a video that came they, out where they thought he might have got fired on the field. So that's nice. Or told, hey, this is not going well, and he will yeah. talk about it tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate that. You gotta be able to get. You ought to be able to get a good coach at Arizona and Arizona State. I think, right? They have plenty of uh, resources, plenty of money. 
you would think. Yeah, I, I don't understand that. They're um, one of those schools that do less with more. Yeah, I, I'd like to have the problem of their more and doing less with it if, if you're ECU yeah, or, or anybody yeah. else. Uh, do we have the game-winning call courtesy of Appalachian Radio Network from Learfield where they lucked out and won on that Hail Mary? We sure do, unfortunately. This is... Um, and look, I, I, I we've inserted it into the open of this show, for crying out loud. I will get excited on a fantastic game-winning play. Who wouldn't? But you don't scream over each other like uh, you're doing uh, the rampant report. <laughs> I was... Okay. I, I get that, but I was surprised that um, there was four people in the booth for a radio broadcast, all of them with mics. Uh, is, I, that, is that it, standard? It, you would know more about that it, than I do. Prob, prob, I, I, t- two people, that's all you need on radio, yeah, but what do the, I know? And the sound quality wasn't great, by the way. So just a, here, just is the, here. Um, here is the – well, I mean, it's fine until they all start yelling. And The less said by me about this, the better. Let's, uh, let's, let's play the clip. See how many Troy rushes here. They have everybody back to try to knock one down. Three-man rush. Chase going to step up in the pocket. Sets. Throws high into the air. It's up for grabs. It is juggled. Oh, it's oh, 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 he got it. 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 He Christian Horde, they right? stormed the field. App State wins on Miracle on the Mountain Part 2. Final score, App State 32, Troy 28. It is great to be a Mountaineer. Woo! Wow. Um, you know, they actually, they actually had people break their bones when they were storming the... Uh... The, the students storming the field, they had people like suffer broken bones. Oh, Wait, there's geez. people in the hospital because of this? I think so, yeah. Oh, because wow. they beat I mean, Troy. Because <laughs> they beat Troy on a Hail Mary. Uh, now, this is, it, it's not quite as good because we don't have the video, but we do have the audio. These are, I guess this is one of the sororities at Troy that was watching the game. And this is there. It was just funny to me to watch these. Uh, sorority sisters watching the game they were all you know dressed up and dressed to the nines and you know looking all nice and you know they didn't quite know what was going on and then they realized what happened so let's play that There's a couple of them that fall down. They start cussing like sailors. It's great. It's great. I didn't know like people that went to Troy existed. <laughs> no, they do. What do you mean you didn't know they existed? I, I uh, did have an art teacher that went to Troy, but she was like the worst yeah, art teacher yeah. of all time. I don't know how you could be a bad art teacher, but this lady was. I had a bad one in college, too. I, I had a really bad one in college. I'm talking elementary school. How yeah, are you a bad Patrick, art teacher oh, in elementary look school? Look at Patrick taking art in college. I had to, Cookie. Oh, I took okay. art in college. Got, oh, you did? Yeah, I, I made uh, little yeah, pictures. Yeah, I got through. I got through all of my um, 
stuff. And I just had to take hours at the end while I was interviewing for jobs and you know, all that. And I should have got a double major, but I dummy didn't because I was out interviewing for, for broadcast jobs as a senior and, and this art. So I had to take like freshman level art and the, the teacher like wouldn't, cause I wasn't showing up to that class, you know? <laughs> yeah. Who does? And so I was like, Hey, look, I've, I've got, I'm going to interview for this job. I'm not, I'm going to miss class. Well, I'm gonna have to dock you X amount of points from your grade. I said, well, I'm going to, well, you've already missed. I said, I just, I need the hours. Why are you going to? So anyway, we all, we all um, took that class and had to make a terrible collage at the end for our final grade. You know, everybody's done that. It's like part of the college experience. I, I don't even remember that. Uh, ben sent me a text yesterday. I, I did not fire a shot yesterday. I shut it down. I was beat. And um, I got this from Ben B. Baby Byram last night, in fact. I don't think I saw it till this morning. My beloved Panthers are the worst team in the league. Need, need there be more said? <laughs> yeah, I still need stand there by be that. More, need there be more said? I was sending some pretty um, bad stuff about Baker Mayfield to Ben also. Oh, yeah, so. he was rubbing it in. It's least, not even appropriate to say on here. After the first and second play, Cookie was already talking junk on the text. Nine... Nine straight losses for Matt Rule, 10 and 25 overall, 1 and 25 under Rule when allowing 17 plus points, led in 17 of the 19 games, 5 and 12 in those games. I don't know if that quite makes sense. Uh, yeah. So they've actually had the lead seven. I mean, they, they, I guess they've been close, but that was painful to watch yesterday. This is uh, Matt Rule who says they struggled to defend third down in the second half. 18, but I think they were two of two. I can't remember if they were two of 12. They weren't very good at halftime. And um, a couple scramble plays, find someone open for them, was, it enabled them to extend drives and, and uh, kick field goals. They have to stay positive, Ben. That's according to Baker Mayfield. Stay positive. Think about it. Like I said, we were 6 6 at halftime when, you know, it, we should have been losing, or, you know, if you look at the stats and the situations. But, um, we're very close. Eliminate our own mistakes and just go play. Hey, be a positive. I guess they're close. A good thing. <laughs> I do. Well, I know. And I guess they're close, but it's just kind of like, yeah. They're close. They lost to Jacoby Brissett and Daniel Jones. How is that close? <laughs> yeah, they're nowhere near. Matt Rule's best be. win is like what? <laughs> the Saints with half their roster missing due to COVID, or the Texans <laughs> on Thursday Night Football? I mean, these. This is a joke. We're the laughing stock of the league. I had said it. That's why I I'm said, laughing. I said all preseason. There's look. There's a lot of people saying we're going to be the worst team in the league. No way. We're too talented. Well, <laughs> look where we are now. I I tend to agree now, and I stand by it. Worst team in the league by far. It's not even close. Cincinnati's zero two. Cincinnati's way more talented than we are. They're coming off that I, Super Bowl appearance. You know, they're they're competitive with some pretty good teams. They're also zero two. You think Dallas is a pretty good team? Dallas isn't, but I, I give the Steelers their due. Steelers are pretty good. I, I, uh, I, Dallas, Dallas is a better team with this dude they got at quarterback now. Seems uh, like it yesterday at times. Yeah, I think they're better than the Panthers. Oh, they're definitely Hopefully better than, than the Panthers. Panthers. Yeah, yeah. So I think the North Pitt JVs are better than the Panthers, Ben. I mean, that's yeah. I, I mean, I don't just, think there's a whole lot of debate on that. But I, I'm team. just. Uh, the NFL has handed down punishments linked to the fight during the Saints-Tampa Bay game. Uh, 
Saints wide receiver, no, Tampa Bay wide receiver, Mike Evans, smashed into the into Saints quarterback, a cornerback, Marshawn Lattimore, and that led to an all-out brawl. Uh, Evans is out for a game, and uh, fines and all that is coming. This is, uh, this is what, um, after the game, Mike Evans had to say about his skirmish with Lattimore. This time, you know, I just... I was trying to have my teammates back. Uh, all I seen them punch, punch somebody in the face. Like, I ain't going to let that happen. We, we got each other's back. You know, we've been together for a while now. We got each other's back. We know when we come to New Orleans, it gets, it gets, uh, it gets spicy. So, uh, Real quick here, Jameis Winston says he didn't agree with the ejection of Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, but, you know, I think he bit the bullet. You know, uh, he made a, a huge sacrifice for this team because it was not on him. Uh, but when, when the emotions get to flaring, you know, uh, they're, they're humans. The referees are humans, and they got to make a decision. Cookie, of the two quarterbacks nobody wanted, Baker Mayfield or Jimmy Garoppolo, who would you rather have? I would have. I would rather have Jimmy Garoppolo any day. Oh, you're over. asking the guy who's the number one Baker hater. I, I've never been a believer in <laughs> Baker Mayfield. I've never thought he was good. Baker hasn't and been see, great. I think he's been okay, but I don't think he's the reason for all of our issues. Jimmy G's right a winner. Now. That's all I'm saying. That's true. No, there I like you Jimmy go, G. Cookie. I'm not. I'm not dogging Jimmy G. I like Jimmy G. I would rather Cookie, would have had Jimmy G. But Cookie, you're sir. You're very smart. I appreciate it. You are as well. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But I'll tell you this. You know who else is glad that they have Jimmy G, Ben? Sounds like the Niners. Yes, and Jimmy G says he's ready to step in and lead the team. Yeah, I'm not saying... I knew this was going to happen, but I was ready for this in case it did happen and just wanted to take advantage of the opportunity. <laughs> I love That's it. great. And, you know, when you I didn't say I knew this was going to happen, but this was going to happen. <laughs> well, by the contract and the fact that when he came in the game and started making plays, you saw the teammates rally behind him, which we didn't see with Trey Lance. I mean, that Trey Lance still didn't look good from the start. Drafting a quarterback, I believe, in the top 10 who hadn't played football for, what, a year or two at that point. I mean, Trey yeah. Lance is bad. He's he's just not good. It's too. I know it's too early to tell, but based on what I've seen, that that's not a good quarterback or a guy that's gonna looks like he's ever gonna be a good quarterback. Are Are you basing this experience that he's not going to be a good quarterback based on watching Baker Mayfield the last two games? Because I think you've got enough experience not knowing what a good quarterback. I don't is. think Baker's <laughs> been terrible. I think he's been okay. Oh come on, he's been okay. I mean, he has don't allow to the good people good. agree. He really though. has been okay. He's just been okay. I, <laughs> He hasn't been worse than I don't think he's been worse than Sam Darnold. I don't think he's been worse than Cam Newton last year. I mean, he's he's yeah. above those guys, so he's been all pretty, right. Pretty low bar. You could win with pretty Baker. You can win with Baker. You could have won with Baker week one and week two, but um, we're just yeah. we don't have good coaching. <laughs> we don't have good coaching at all. And a lot of issues. All right, there's a couple more sound bites I want to run through. We'll do that when we get back, uh, and then we got Coach uh, Higgins with us. Top of the hour, uh, we're going to have uh, Mike Houston on the radio. Uh, inside ECU Sports with Coach Mike Houston. Holton Ehlers will be a guest on the show this evening from Logan, so uh, there is that. Uh, right now, Ben, with a uh, quick 94.3 The Game Sports Flash update. I don't have my sound better, remember? The buttons are not working. Oh, well, just go ahead and go. Okay, well, do some music for me. Do a, do a drum roll or something. Uh, Just go uh, hang oh, on. Darn it. You, you I wanted you to get creative here. On. Well... Uh, I was I was halfway out the uh, door of the studio. All right, Chris, do an instrumental uh, for me. 
ECU receiving a vote in the coaches' poll after their convincing 49-10 win over Campbell on Saturday night. They moved their mark to 2-1 on the 2022 season. More than 43,000 fans in attendance at Daddy Ficklin Stadium. Hometown hero Holton Aylers finished the game 17-20 of 20 for 263 yards, including four touchdowns. He also became the program's all-time leading leader in Total offense, finishing the game with 12,332 total yards. Surpassing Florida ECU quarterback Shane Carden, Ehlers quick to credit his teammates in the win. I try to feed them about once a week at least. Um, you know, I, That's like one of my things with NIL is I tried to, uh, to get them as much as I could because they deserve it. Um, and, uh, you know, like those records that I broke tonight, I mean, there's been – numerous guys that you know it, it says my name in it but their their name deserves to be in it too um because if it wasn't for those guys uh you know, i wouldn't be anywhere close to it so i'm just super appreciative of them ECU opens play in the american on saturday night against navy that game is set to kick off this saturday at six ECU athletics asking pirate nation to wear white on saturday to the game to show their support and paint dowdy ficken stadium white moving on the other side of the spectrum navy head coach ken neomatololo I still didn't say that right. Either way, Coach Ken spoke to the media a couple hours ago on the upcoming matchup against your ECU Pirates. Yeah, they don't seem to beat themselves. You know, when you got a veteran quarterback like that, I mean, even last year they had a lot of close games, but there are some games that, like, I can't remember which game it was, but they, like, converted 21 of 25 third downs or something like that. I mean, some high number. And they did the same thing with us. They kept – you know, they played keep away against us last year, and we normally do that to other people. The Wolfpack, Demon Deacons, and Blue Devils remain undefeated on the college football season after victories over the weekend. NC State took down Texas Tech 27-14 and are now ranked 11th in the nation in the latest coaches' poll. Wake Forest is now ranked 16th after winning a close game against Liberty 37-36. Duke crushed North Carolina A&T 49-20 after racking up 420 yards of total offense. All three teams are now 3-0. The Giants are 2-0 for the first time in six years after taking down the Panthers 19-16 in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Baker Mayfield passed for 145 yards and a touchdown and a loss for Carolina. Christian McCaffrey led the team with 102 yards on the ground. Panthers head coach Matt Rule believes his club is close, but he says they need to make more winning plays. We're, we're, we are right there, but uh, you know what? Um, we we got to find a way to win. We have to find a way to win. And um, whether that's you know picking a ball off or, or breaking one more tackle or making a better call or whatever it is. For your 94 Through the Game Sports Update, I'm Ben Barham. Today's 94 Through the Game Sports Update brought to you by Team Boneyard. For more information on how to donate to our student-athletes, go to teamboneyard.org. Now back to you, Patrick. All right. uh, Coach Higgins is here, so I tell you what, we'll uh, get Coach Higgins uh, set up and talk to him when we uh, come back on the Patrick Johnson Show. Eastern North Carolina's home for the Adam Gold Show. Come on in. Weekdays at noon, right here on Eastern Carolina's home for sports. I love sports. And the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Pirate football lives on game days right here. Here we go. On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. On our Monday afternoon quarterback, we continue to talk football, but a different kind. Gary Higgins is the coach of ECU soccer, and he joins us uh, here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Coach Higgins, thank you so much for taking some time with us. It's uh, 
really cool to have you in the studio. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I want to ask you a little bit about uh, the seas of the day because you've had some pretty remarkable wins. Uh, obviously, yesterday, not the result you wanted against William & Mary, but uh, you all played Duke really tough at home earlier in the year. Again, not the result you wanted, but uh, it was, uh, I, I think, the, the, the match that kind of put you all on, on the little bit of the radar this year. And then you guys have gone on, on such a tremendous run, capped by what I thought was just one of the coolest plays at the end of the game at SMU last Thursday for the 2-1 win. Yeah, it's been it's been a, a fun season so far for us. Um, like you mentioned, the the opening game against Duke um, was obviously against a formidable opponent, but we definitely held our own and, and made it extremely difficult for them. And um, they had to they had to earn that win for sure. And um, we had a record attendance that night, so that kind of set the tone on what we wanted to do as a program and and, and kind of laid down a foundation to where okay, we can buy into this and, and kind of build from it. And then we had another tough one straight after that with another top five opponent, um, South Carolina. But mm-hmm. after that, we kind of rolled our sleeves up and said, okay, let's let's get to work here. And um, we went on a bit of a run, seven seven games unbeaten. And, and like you mentioned, it was a bit unfortunate um, that we slipped up yesterday. But again, these, these losses are important to... Um, important to learn from and, and grow from and the only positive about yesterday was that it wasn't in conference play and if you'd offered me to beat SMU at SMU and, and lose to William & Mary I probably would have snapped your hands off so um, <laughs> <laughs> we're excited we're excited to have started um, conference play 1-0 and, and, and to get such a special win at SMU we're definitely going, tr- going to try and build from that Coach uh, Gary Higgins ECU Soccer and Coach Higgins and the uh, Pirates are going to be in Greenville Thursday night against Houston. And uh, after that, they have a couple more home games. Uh, Sunday against UNC Greensboro, the 29th against Tulsa. They will the following week go out to Memphis. But mid-October, a home game against uh, South Florida. So uh, four out of the next five Pirate games, you'll have an opportunity to catch them at home. And, and really some important games with conference uh, play. So uh, much to talk about with Coach Higgins there. I know you've heard the joke. I've got to make the joke. I wouldn't be a cornball radio host if I didn't make the joke. But obviously, you ain't from around here with that accent, Coach. So uh, where uh, where are you from, and how'd you, how'd you wind up eventually at ECU? Yeah, so I'm a little bit far away from home. I'm originally from Paisley, Scotland, um, and I came over to America on a soccer scholarship uh, back in 2005, and... Um, then in college, I ended up meeting my my future wife, and um, we have got two young two young kids. So got a six year old and a two year old now, and um, yeah, I've been in North Carolina ever since. So um, ended up coaching in, in Tennessee for a few years after mm-hmm. I after I was a graduate assistant at Lenore Ryan, and then um, I ended up getting the head coaching position on the for the women's team um, in 2015, and I was at LR as a head coach for for seven seasons and then when the East Carolina job came open I was obviously very interested and um, yeah my family and I are delighted to be here Um, it was a massive opportunity for me in my career and um, it's just a special place Um, East Carolina I love we love the fact that it was a college town and and Pirate Nation is such a passionate fan base and, and and that's what we love we love to be in that environment 
Yeah, Coach Higgins, 83 wins while at uh, Lenore Rhine. And while you were at uh, LR, you, you, uh, did, did you cross paths with Coach Houston? Did you cross paths with John Gilbert? I know. You know, he had kind of since left and graduated, but I mean, it, it just uh, there was those connections, I guess, yeah. here with, with ECU, which helped also, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So that was actually one of the first phone calls I made when I saw the East Carolina job come open. I, I called Coach Houston. I knew him. I was a graduate assistant when he got the head coaching job at LR. And we have a couple of connections, actually, obviously the Lenore Ryan connection. But my wife is actually from Franklin, North Carolina, mm, and mm-hmm, went to mm-hmm. the same high school as, as Coach Houston. So they've got many mutual friends, but he had nothing but great things to say about East Carolina and, and Pirate Nation. And then I actually didn't know that um, our athletic director, John Gilbert, graduated from Lenore Rhine oh. until, <laughs> until I looked into the job and, and then Coach Houston actually told me. So that was definitely, I felt the the stars were aligning, so to speak, um, when I when I found out that and it made me, it made me really want to go for the job even more so. Um, yeah, two two great people right there, and um, it's pretty cool that we've got the Lenore Ryan ties as well. Coach Gary Higgins is with us uh, on the Patrick Johnson Show. I have to ask you: Is it Western Barbecue or Eastern Barbecue? I'm a I'm a big Eastern Barbecue proponent. Yes, uh, but a- I'll hear you. I'll hear your case if you're a Western guy. I, I, we'll we'll, nah, we'll hear wife, your case. My wife's obviously got me into the barbecue since I since I met her and. <laughs> I have to admit, like I, I don't mind that vinegar base, so I'm I'm leaning a little bit more to Eastern barbecue if I if I'm honest. So um, uh, yeah, like I like I do like both, but um, I'll I'll be loyal to to Eastern North Carolina now. I knew you were a smart man. Coach. <laughs> I knew you were a brilliant guy. Um, Coach Gary Higgins with us here. Uh, it, you know, I always it's always good when we have uh, coaches on from the different sports that maybe don't get as much attention as uh, they deserve or, or should. And I think your team falls into that category. So uh, name names for us. Give us some players who have played really, really well uh, for you so we can get them a little recognition. Yeah. Now, I don't want to sound cliche or anything, but I, I'm just so proud of the full group to, to to buy in so quickly in terms of what we're trying to do as a coaching staff. They just bought into to that straight away, and I couldn't be more proud of them now. Obviously, some some standout performers so far. Um, starting from the back, we've got Maeve English in goal, who's who's really matured into a, a leader back there, and she's a Greenville native. So, but I think mm-hmm. Maeve would be the first one to tell you that it's the it's the unit in front of her that's defended really well and almost prevented chances from happening, which which has allowed us to have one of the best defensive records in the country. Um, so, looking at the back line there, you've got. Abby Soa and a freshman, Jasmine Ferguson, who have just been, we've joked about it, they're like a brick wall back there and, and teams are going to have to really do something special to get it by them. Um, so really proud of our back line. And then um, we've got Carson Parker. We managed to get Carson back for her um, final year and, and she managed to start banging in some goals. Um, we've mm-hmm. got Sydney Sh- Schnell, who's, who's scored a goal and got a few assists and Lindsay Aitken, who's been um, getting a few assists from from right back too, but have to again say that it really has been a team effort. And if everyone didn't do it collectively, we wouldn't be where we are right now. So um, we are a, a our ethos is definitely team first, and, and we'll continue to do that. So um, hopefully, success follows. Coach, when you got to town and, and got the group assembled for the first time, what was your your message to them, because in a lot of ways, uh, you know, sometimes in these coaching new coach situations, 
you're entering a, a program that maybe needs some some TLC or entering a program that maybe uh, the coach has moved on because of success and the cupboard is bare because you know players have decided to, to transfer or have graduated. Here, you had kind of a nice young nucleus, but that you did need them to buy in. Uh, so what, what was the message to kind of get everybody on the collective or singing from the same hymnal, I guess, is yeah, no, definitely. the best way to put it. I would, say, I would say I was a little bit fortunate in terms of from a culture standpoint, I felt they were in a good place. The, the group was... Um, there was there was a good culture there in terms of they were good people and, and they cared about East Carolina. So first and foremost, that was really important to me um, and they wanted East Carolina to be successful. So then I felt I wasn't reinventing the wheel by any means. I was just having to maybe give them some confidence and some self-belief and then obviously implement some of my strategies uh, from a tactical standpoint. Um, but... Just kind of stripping it back and saying, "Hey, let's let's be confident, let's be brave, um, and let's really show everyone what East Carolina is about, and 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 having people buy into that. And and when you do that as a group, it, you don't necessarily have to be the most talented team in the conference. If if every single person's buying into that, then special things can happen. And and um, I'll be honest, it's it's kind of happened a little bit quicker than than I thought. But I'm not complaining. I I, I mentioned that to them. I was like, look. Some things take time, but I am an impatient person because I want to <laughs> be competitive and, and be successful straight away, and, and I'm so happy that, that they've got some success. But we are the first people to tell you that it's just the start, and, and we want to be continuing this success, and we want to be peaking come October. And I think long-term, there's a nice foundation to have success in Greenville. The league is really good, and this is a program uh, that, and and a and a part of the uh, well, it's a state I think that's really starting more and more to kind of care and be excited about soccer. So I think there's a lot of things kind of going in in the right direction here. Would would you agree with that, coach? Oh, definitely. And and I'll be honest, like um, that's why I came here, and that's why I was so interested in the job. I I actually got offered a couple of Division One jobs um, when I was at Lenore Ryan, and I and I didn't feel they were a better position than than LR at that time in terms of like the quality of soccer or or the potential, but Whenever I heard East Carolina came open and, and I and I done my research and looked into it more, I was like, wow, that's like a, a great place with a passionate fan base, with amazing resources and, and in a very, very good conference where you can have a couple of teams make the NCAA tournament each year, which was really attractive to me. And um, yeah, I just felt there was so much potential there as a, as a program to, to try and take it to the next level. And um yeah, and then when I was doing my research, a lot of people told me that ECU soccer was a bit of a, a sleeping giant, so um, we wanted to kick that giant and, and wake it up. The uh, Pirates, sadly, yesterday had uh, their uh, seven-match unbeaten streak snapped. They were 6-0-1 during uh, a, a pretty magical uh, stretch and a really great stretch capped by uh, a, a stunning uh, pass and goal in uh, the waning moments, essentially the game winner uh, at, uh, at SMU. Take me through that sequence because that was uh, one of the niftiest little passes that you'll ever see. I, I would encourage, go on social media if you haven't seen it. Uh, the, the pirate soccer support people did an awesome job of clipping it and, and putting it on there uh, as a highlight. And, uh, I had to, I I'll admit I watched it probably about a dozen times because I just thought, man, what a play that was. 
Yeah, so um, obviously SMU is a fantastic team, so we had to be organised defensively and then try and catch them on a counter-attack in certain moments. And, and when you do that, you have to be willing to drive and dribble with the ball, which Lindsay, our right-back, she done a great job. She picked it up at the halfway line and drove with the ball really, really well towards the end of the game as well, which shows her fitness levels. And then another thing that we've really preached to the girls is in order to score goals, you have to have bodies in the box. And if you watch that clip back, you see AB and Sydney uh, and Carson really bust a gut to get into the to get into the eighteen yard box. And and when you're in there, things like that can happen. And and Sydney was obviously got across the front post and 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 then managed to get that flick behind her, which really set it up nicely for for AB to to slot it home. And um, yeah, really good team goal, which kind of sums this group up, um, that they're all doing it together. If you want to watch the Pirates, they will be at home. A key conference match Thursday against Houston. It's Healthcare Worker Appreciation. And uh, then there is a, a non-con game uh, Sunday, the 25th, 5 o'clock against UNC Greensboro. So uh, plenty of uh, soccer to uh, get out and watch the uh, the Pirates play. Coach Higgins, thanks for being with us uh, here, and uh, best of luck for the rest of the season. We uh, certainly hope that you guys continue to have great success, and I hope we'll get a chance to talk to you again, uh, perhaps uh, before the season and uh, as you guys head on into the postseason, hopefully. Thank you very much for having me, and go Pirates. Absolutely, our pleasure. Uh, Great to have Coach Higgins here with us in the house today. We've got a couple social media videos up. Uh, that we posted prior to his appearance. Cookie, great job with that, and uh, nice job today on the program, Ben. Way to work through it, baby. Thanks to Coach Higgins. Tomorrow, our Houston huddle, Vital Care Greenville, and uh, it's brought to you by Healthwise Pharmacy. Uh, we'll be talking to Coach in the morning on Talk of the Town and air it for you uh, right here on the Patrick Johnson Show, an encore presentation of that. Unless it's the first time you're hearing it, then it's the first time you're hearing it, right? Speaking of Coach, uh, out at Logan's Rose Roadhouse Restaurant inside ECU Athletics with Mike Houston, special guest Holton Ehlers. We'll get you out to that uh, in just a matter of minutes here. I hope you have a great rest of your Monday. couple NFL games tonight at Staggered Times. That'll be fun. And uh, we'll talk about all of that tomorrow and have Coach Houston on when you join us. Have a great evening.